you know what time it is? Uh, no. What time is it, Jeremy? It's TFI cast time. Hey, I like it. I Woo! like it. I'm are, ready. Are you ready? I'm ready, willing the, and able to sp the, spill my brain. The fundamental interconnectedness of all things. Well, most things. Some things. Some things. You know, whatever we're a, talking about tonight, we're gonna interconnect. It's kind of a lofty title. I mean, do we that? actually fundamentally interconnect anything, or is that just kind of a loose definition, or, or, or a lofty definition for just you and I sitting down here just bullshitting? I think it's just kind of a, a, a title that, that draws people in to, to make them think a little bit about the world that they live in. If only it And we're just talking it. about the world that we live in and, and our particular um, experiences within that world and other people have experiences in their world and we can interconnect the, the experiences that we have with, with the experiences that they have. If only it would draw people in. It, it will. It's going to pop. It's like the store. You know, I keep saying that about the store. Oh, I am I just bought it a couple of months ago, and I've been working on it, and, yeah, okay, all right, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pop. It's going to pop, you know, once I catch up on this, on the amount of stuff I have back here, and I get that cleaned out, and then I get that going, and then I do that, and once I do a couple more things, then everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to work itself out. Yes. Well, and that's, a, that's, a, that's the audacity of hope. <laughs> the audacity of hope. <laughs> Folks, for those of you just joining us, it's what is today's date? Today August twenty eighth, the twenty eighth. We just it's watched a little bit of the Democratic <laughs> National Convention. It is a little late. It's yeah, a, we just normally we podcast watching. around nine p.m. and it's about eleven p.m. So we're gonna, we're gonna have to do We might have to do the speed cast. I'm a little brain dead, uh, so you're gonna have to drive this truck. Uh, I. Uh, I've been uh, are we I've been, forward now. I've been sick, a little sick. I'm coming off a of sickness, um, and I've been watching the Democratic National Convention nonstop. The raw feed off of um, off of the Dish Network. They just give you the camera in HD. In HD. Well, not tonight, but most nights I get. How do you HD feel about feed. that? Not getting my HD feed tonight. I, I'm actually pretty pissed off about it, folks. Once you, you get, get HD and then it's taken away from you. It's the difference between cassettes and CDs. It, and it you seriously know what? Is. Uh, is it the difference between VHS and DVDs? It is. You know what? It is absolutely. I have actually been VHS kind of reverting, and I've been enjoying VHSs more than DVDs lately because. Well, you must have some high quality VHS and then. CDs and tapes too, because. Uh, no, the the fact is is that my daughter has a tendency to pull the old DVDs down and the old CDs out of the cabinet and start touching them. And I'm like, you know what? She can do whatever she wants with a VHS tape, as far as I'm concerned, and it's not going to ruin it. I mean, she mm -hmm. hasn't got to the point where she like pulls just start fucking tape. pulling that tape out. Well, then they'll be wrecked. Yeah, but it's you not wind as fun. Back I mean, DVDs, or, she looks ever, at them and throws them around. They get scratched. Did you ever, in the room, back in the you know? good old days, did you ever take a VHS tape? Oh, yeah, of course and I have. Then, like scotch tape it back together. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, not VHS, but like oh cassette tapes. Cassette tapes. Oh, all the time. Hell yeah. I never scotch tape a, a cassette tape back, but I had some ones that. You know, the tape deck would eat it, and it would get all it would crinkled. It like, twisted, But I would wrinkled. spend, like, an hour, like, winding it. I would just cut, I would cut part it. of it out, pull it out, cut it, tape it. Sure, I got a couple of those. No, but I would have ones that were like, kind of, like, twisted in the middle. So you get yep. to that great part in the song and be like, and then it would cut back to the song. And be like, eh, I can live with that. No problem. Yep. I guess it's better than CDs where it just does that Yes, we get the idea. So here's what's been on my mind a little bit uh, just by watching this this whole Democratic National Convention. I'm sure it's going to be the same for the Republican National Convention coming up. 
next week, which I'll be watching, is punditry. What what, do what the you, hell is a pundit? Well, that is a fantastic question. A, a, you and I could be pundits. A pundit is merely a guy who offers his opinion or analysis of a current news article. These days, it's politics. Yeah, but what kind of references do they have? What kind of experience do they have to, to call it, themselves pundits? In some cases, uh, in some cases, they are former journalists. But in most cases, they are not former general, journalists. We have a little dog. that dog. Our podcast audience doesn't care about that dog. Hey, Lola. Lola, get out of here. There must be something good in that bin. Get out of here. So we could be pundits. Uh, so, for example, uh, Wolf Litzer Ooh. was a journalist uh, during the, what? The dog just dropped something, I think. Did he drop some ass? Something's or did he drop a pile of shit over there? Something's All right. Okay, so Wolf Blitzer. He used to be a journalist. He was uh, he was catapulted into stardom by the uh, first Iraq War because he was in Iraq when the bombs started dropping, and uh, he was kind of like what brought CNN to the forefront of uh, news channels, and he really made a name for himself. And now he's a pundit. He does. He's not a journalist. He doesn't go out into the field. He doesn't do reports. So he, it's it's like he he plays um, on on Friday nights with his little band. He plays, every but day. he but he doesn't make. He doesn't. He can't make a living. At it. He he doesn't quit his day job. He's not a journalist anymore. He so he did he, he did he quit his day job to be a pundit. He was promoted, essentially. So now he's got his own show, and so what, he's got a little bit of a. So I, all right. So I, okay, I still don't understand how that makes us how we could be pundits. Then. Well, okay, but, okay. So that, if we just started he, talking okay, politics all the time. Perhaps not necessarily politics. Perhaps he's a bad example because he was a former journalist. But you take a person like. Uh, I don't know, uh, Chris Rush Matthews Limbaugh. or Joe Scarborough or Bill O'Reilly or any of those guys. None of those guys. Al were... Franken? Al Franken, no, nah, he's not a pundit. He was a radio host for a while. Now I think he ran for Senate. Stephen but... Malkovich? Who? No, uh, who's the guy that's got that funny show? John Malkovich? John Stewart? John Stewart. He's a comedian. He's not a pundit. But a pun- okay, but let, let's back up. So basically, what a pundit does is they uh, they run a news bit, and then they an, an, uh, 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 analyze it, they evaluate it. They say, well, for example, in this Democratic National Convention, Hillary Clinton will come up and do her speech, and before the speech, the pundit will say, well, what Hillary Clinton really needs to do in this speech is she needs to show that she's completely this is kind of like a coach, Barack Obama, not for Hillary Clinton. This is the person that's just telling you uh, yeah, what they like, think like, Hillary like, needs to do. Like like on the sports shows where it's like, oh, it's yes. a Packer it, it, tour. John Madden, but John Madden was a coach. So take a non-coach, if this makes any sense. Take a person who's not been involved in sports and have them do sports analysis. I mean, that's really what punditry is all about. Hmm. So anyways, you'll have one of these people say, this is what Hillary needs to do. Hillary will go do her thing, and then they'll come back at the end and be like, I she didn't do it. I really don't think Hillary did it. I don't really think Hillary did a good job. And <clears throat> I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that when I tried watching the Democratic National Convention on CNN, I got a lot of opinion and analysis. Wait, this, you, you personally, or you heard a lot of it? Well, that's, yes. I received you, that from okay. watching CNN. I was being told... And, and when you say the Democratic National Convention, you mean like 
in general, all the different speeches that were laid out yeah, there. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're all analyzed, dissected, taken apart, spun. Well, so, tonight, so like right now, they're like taken apart oh, absolutely. Barack. See, what we just watched, now I think I just mentioned this, we watched Barack Obama's speech from the Democratic National Convention, but we watched the raw feed. We just watched a camera on Barack Obama. Right. Now, if we would have watched that same thing on CNN, we would have heard the speech, but at the bottom of the screen, we'd have seen the little ticker tape going by, talking about whatever's going on. I never pay any up attention in the right to that hand bullshit. Corner, you'd have seen, coming up next, see Chris Matthews' analysis of the speech. And on the left-hand side, you'd have seen a little audience decibel meter trying to measure. And a little I'm, penguin coming out saying, yeah. it's, it's so-and-so media. Doo-doo-doo-doo. little onion movie reference there. But uh, and I don't need that bullshit. I really right, just exactly. don't need that bullshit. No, I and want... I don't even have to watch it afterwards. I don't want right. to sit there and listen to what else somebody else thinks about. Oh well, <laughs> I want. Fuck to... it. I want to see and the I action. Think... I mean, it's like a movie. Well, okay. If I really like the movie, you, I do you ever have you ever? I mean, okay. You are a movie buff. Eh, nah, yeah. man, you sound like, like I'm changing movies. the subject. I like here, movies. But, okay, okay. Now, and you bought a lot of. Like extended cut, sure. Director, yep, yep. director's cut, commentary, special edition. Now, how many commentary. commentaries have you actually sat down and watched all the way through? Or haven't we already had this podcast? Maybe like two. I'm just asking you the question yeah, like to, to relate two. it. Okay, two out of how many movies have you seen? Probably ten thousand, whatever. Okay, a lot. Will Chamberlain over there. Will Chamberlain of movies. Okay, the the point is that is what the pundits do basically is they do the commentary of the speech. Yes. Why the hell would you even want to watch that? Well, and that it, it distracts you from what, what the what the what the politician what the uh, what the candidate was trying to get across. Not only does it distract you, but it also it, it, provides, it misrepresents. It misrepresents and it provides a disservice to the watching audience. For example, on the first night of the Democratic National Convention, the main speaker was Barack Obama's wife, Michelle Obama. Introducing Michelle Obama was her brother. I don't remember what his name was, but on the raw feed channel I was watching from Roy Dish Network, you got to see Michelle Obama's brother do a speech and introduce his sister. But if you switched over to CNN, you saw him way in the background. Couldn't hear him, but you saw Chris Matthews and you saw all the other pundits like... Michelle Obama's about to talk, and I think she's really going to try to lay into patriotism, and she's really going to try to talk about how she's going to be the first lady that's going to okay, be so able to... Okay, so what did her brother introduce... How did her brother introduce her when you saw that? Well, but that, I don't remember. My point... I, I mean... So you remember what the pundit said, but you don't remember I'm, what... No, 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 no. I'm just making examples. I, I just... It was, an, it was something that I noticed, that when you just <laughs> watch the raw feed, right. you get everything. Right. You get to see everything. But when you're but watching it, CNN, they're like, okay, Michelle Obama's uh, brother, we're, we're going to cut him, and we're just going to go to these three guys in the booth, and they're going to provide their commentary. And then as soon as Michelle talks, then we're going to cut to Michelle. But you don't remember what he said off of the raw feed anyways. She, I, I don't even remember what the pundit say. I'm, I'm generalizing what the pundit said. Her brother said, like, my sister's a great woman, and she married a great man, and da-da-da-da-da. Well, okay, so pundits are basically, like, the, the, the guys that do the after show of the Super Bowl or whatever. And well, talk during about this it. convention, they do I, the pre-show, they do I, I don't, during I the show, and I mean, they do So the it sounds like pundits are basically a bunch of guys sitting around having a beer, you know, and, and bullshitting about, about whatever. But they're paid well, they're to do it, and they're on television, and, and they're spinning. They're lobbyists. They're... they're they're actually kind of trying to spin what the what the what the candidate said, 
to their own devices. They're running it through their own filter. Yes. It's because they believe that the that the American people can't sit there and make their own decisions That's about what was said. The they need it to be chewed up. To they need to be baby birds and have this regurgitated Dated back shit in fed them. into their mouths or into their ears. Yes, exactly. Which basically we are kind of a country of whiners <laughs> so we need that don't we need we? john mccain in here we, we need regurgitated uh political rhetoric but s- i guess that's my mouth. point is that for me personally i i just want to see the raw feed and i want to make my own analysis and i want to tell you maybe or i want to tell my wife and maybe we can have a discussion we can have a debate but when you've got the television pundits talking at you not to you talking at you because you can't you can't no no chris matthews you're completely wrong on that point what she really meant because they're on tv they're they're just telling you and and do these pundit shows get high ratings they must i mean they've been around for seven eight years think about when cnn first yeah but you know what when commercials get high ratings and they've been around forever yeah what's your point Mm, i don't know my point is that maybe they're like paid uh, commercials uh, by the other team that that say, "Hey, let's uh, no, let's get these pundits in there that maybe will stir up a little bit of rhetoric, you yes. know, to get people thinking." Pundits exist to stir the pot. I mean, they, that's what they exist for. But who watches them? Who I'd like to have a poll I used about. To. And you used to take them to heart. No, I I would try to di- di- disseminate what they're really trying to say, and then after a while, it's like this is all just a bunch of bullshit. I really don't care what this guy from New York City thinks, who makes probably two million dollars a year to sit on his little chair and say, "Well, I think the true meaning of the speech was that blah 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 blah." Because Does he really I make two million dollars a year, though. No, what? Does he really probably? Make... No, that I don't no, know. I don't want assumption. to debate the salaries. That's that's neither here nor there. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're just doing it for free. Maybe they're like, he's hey. not doing it for free. Maybe he makes $250,000. I don't know. I don't care. That's not my point. I don't need somebody. Maybe on he the- loves America. Okay. Not like you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he really wants to help. Son, I question your patriotism. I tell you what, I was down there in the swamps. I got baptized in the, in the river and I was picking up them snakes and I was, they were biting me all over and I never got sick. I used to have two false legs, and now I got real legs. Jesus has come into my life and made me a whole person again. That doesn't sound like Christianity to me. You one of them Mormons? No, I'm one of them scientistiologists. Scientistiologists. Okay. <laughs> scientistiologists. I need some more ham specialized. Scientology. Do you remember when you were... When are we going to talk about Scientology tonight? We can. We've been talking about pundit. What the, we've been talking for 15 minutes about bullshit. Come on. Let's fundamentally interconnect some shit I wanted to make a point, though. What's your point? All right. I don't know. All right. We've been making 15 minutes. I just want to talk, man. Can't I just talk? No, we have to finally. I'm on my pulpit. All right. pulpit? I'm on my. What's the Praise Jeremy. Praise Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got some religion for you. It's called fictionology. No, what's what's your point? Make your point, and we'll move on. I don't really have a point. You do. You have a pundit point. I have a pundit point. Yeah, I do have a pundit point. Here it is. Okay. Back when I was a kid. <clears throat> the news networks were ABC, CBS, NBC. And every day at 6 o'clock, 
and 6.30 or whatever, Dan Rather or whoever, would Ted Koppel would come on the air and they would report the news. Now he was an anchor man. Yes, they were anchors. Not pundits. They were not pundits, no. Because they didn't offer opinion. They would say, today in the Sudan, ba da 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 happened. Now we have Joe Smith out in the field some, reporting. Didn't one of them guys get fired, though, for doing something like that, though, and making an opinion? Probably. Well, Anyways, Dan, no, okay. Dan Rather Well, who was, who was the guy? Uh, well, good night and good luck. What was what was his oh, big uh, shtick? Morrow, Edward R. Morrow. I don't remember what I saw that movie and it was so boring I fell asleep. Oh my god, that was a great movie. Good night and good luck. Yeah. What was his big Edward what? R. Morrow? He went against um, McCarthyism. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yep, and he stood up and he said, "This is bullshit." This junior senator from Wisconsin, yeah, yeah, yeah. who who you know believes that everybody is communist, and there was all this paranoid bullshit going on and. He okay. shot him down. He <clears throat> took him to town, took but him to task. to get task. back to my point, in, back in the day, uh, news was news, and then CNN came along, and CNN offered a 24-hour news network. Okay. What, when was that? What was yeah, it? Man, I, I'm so out of touch with television. You know, CNN I, I, came about wow. around 1990 or 1991. It really came to fruition during the first Gulf War. I mean, ABC, NBC, CBS were like, CNN, the fuck? We are the news network, CNN, the fuck they got? Uh, CNN came around, and uh, they were news. They were news 24-7. But how, oh, much, right. how much news actually occurs that we're willing to report about in a 24-hour cycle? All of it. Got a cold. Well, all because of it. there are there's news you junkies. There's that. 250 million people in this country. There's eight billion people on this earth. I know news is well, going I on, know, but 24 stop. hours a day. Stop doing that. What? Like like throwing out numbers? Stop stop that. Four four nineteen. News that 72. the country cares about. Now Joe Pepper out there in Idaho, whose corn crop didn't come up, might make Wouldn't six like o'clock news in Idaho, but that's not necessarily going to make the news in, in CNN. What makes news on CNN? It's going to be wars and poverty. Maybe not even poverty, but like just serious shit. Well, long story short, okay? Oil companies. Oil companies. You've got about 27 minutes of actual reportable news going on in a 24-hour cycle. So you repeat yourself and you repeat yourself. Maybe maybe an hour. I don't know. Okay, but no. Who owns CNN? I don't remember. Uh, Turner? T- Turner. T-T-T? And what the fuck is his interests? What are well, his? You keep he's got lobbyists that 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 are that are uh, you know going to the the government and saying, well, we need more money for this, and we need. He's he's basically writing grants to the government to to get you know money acquisition for his companies. Okay, so what does he want to do? He wants the people who supposedly control the government to be persuaded. By the news media that he is pumping out there in his 27 minutes of news cycle to, to vote for certain aspects of it. And so they vote for that way. And the government says, oh, yeah, looks like the people are going that way. We'll have to give you the money for that. It's all a big fucking money-making scheme. But you know, The okay. news. Right, right. So I'm trying to make a point here. <clears throat> and the point is, is that CNN originally tried to do news 24-7. They found out that there wasn't enough news to do, so they started doing this pundit stuff. And then, as soon as people, as soon as pundits that, didn't exist well, before wait. 1990. Now finish my Sorry. point. All right, we can All right. go, go, discuss. go, go, okay, go, so, go. <clears throat> pundits, blah 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 blah. Then along comes MSNBC. Then along comes Fox News. Then comes CNN headline news. We now have 96 hours of news networks, dedicated news networks, to cover 
these 27 minutes of news articles that come out. So we're forced to fill these with opinions, with Pundancy. ideas, with punditry, with saying, you know, so you'll have you'll have you'll have Hillary Clinton say one thing, and then you'll have six shows that follow it with different anchors or hosts or whatever that dissect that, disseminate that, interpret that. And then that, you'll have Rush Limbaugh that, who's, really who's not on TV anymore. Mix it up. Well, but, then that doesn't even get into the radio networks because then there's fucking... So basically, he's like a big pundit because he takes the news and he kind of runs it through his own filter and spits about, it back out the to the dumb of, people yeah, that eat it up. The thing about pundits, though, is they're generally... Television? No, no, well, they're generally uh, politically agnostic, and I'm using air quotes because if you really follow what, they're say, what they say in the rhetoric, you can definitely tell their political leanings. Now, Rush Limbaugh is like, I'm dying the wool Republican and Bill Clinton is a rapist and Chelsea is ugly and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, but the, really the pundancy... The, the, okay, now, if, if I ask you a question, will you just answer it instantly without thinking about it? Uh, wait, wait. Is or does... Yes, I will answer What this. would you define if, if you would have to say one word or the other... Wolf Blitzer, Republican or Democrat? I don't know. Really? So he is a good pundit then? Yeah. So he's one of the originals though. But so most of them, you, you could do that? You could say, well, I don't know. I mean, seriously, think of some of the other pundits. I, I mean, you named a bunch of them. I don't even know. I, I don't even know what it is, a pundit. I mean, now I do because you explained it right. to me. And I've seen that, and I know exactly what you're talking it's about. But I don't know any shows of them. on the news network. Right, but... I, I, but I, I like it's your, hard for me to believe that they would be politically agnostic. That they would not, not. But they're not. I mean, right, that's, of that's, course, that's how they, they, they sell they try themselves. themselves sell, on right, television. they sell themselves that way. But they definitely. Well, when you watch secretly their, reveal their yes. their leanings. When you watch their political analysis, they'd be like, "Oh, Hillary really bombed." Or you'll see somebody be like, "Hillary knocked that one out of the park, and she was on par, and she knew what she was doing, and she was in charge." Da, 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 da. I mean, you can really tell. And her tits looked great yeah. in that white jumpsuit she had on. My God, I'm sure <clears throat> that Bill was, like, shooting a load all over that. So, okay. I don't know where we the fuck we were going. I guess, I guess my point is is that I don't like pundits. <laughs> it took me 24 minutes to tell you that I don't like pundits. That's, I, I think like, I got to that point. I yes. think I was trying to, yeah. Two and a half minutes into the all podcast, right. you were probably like, all right, let's wrap it up. So and you talk like about going it. for the extra two-point conversion. You don't like, yeah, the, you don't like, like the pundits? I like to take my timeouts and run 10 yards. I like to make it last as oh, long Oh, yeah. On the fourth possible. down, got 30 yards to go. Fucking go for fucking it. You got far in the it house. Up. Man, the Jets are going all the way this year. Fuck yeah. You need a beer? No, I'm good. I got my hams, hams special life. Folks, if you uh, want to weigh in about political pundits, you can reach us at our toll-free number. There's no phone number, all folks. Right, don't no delude number. yourself Sorry. into thinking that we have a toll-free number. All right, so I... We don't have any ladies with fancy headsets standing by to take Hello, your order. Hello, TFICast. May I take your pledge? There's, there's, a, there's a server somewhere in a cold, dark room that's going to direct Sir your email. Yeah. Talking about our... Well, whatever. I don't want to do that. Um, PSP. <clears throat> talking about the PSP. Uh, no, let's move on. Let's uh, let's, let's talk about Scientology. Scientology. Xenu. We go from punditry to xenotry. Well, we could have, we could have a religious pundit. I don't know. The Are book there any religious here. pundits? Like, oh, I think the Pope yeah. has really got to come out now yeah. and like and like bring up the topic 
of 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 togetherness. No. And and he's got to he's got to really he's got to push the god buttons. People are getting a little sick of all this bullshit going on. We need a little morality injected back into the into the into the Catholic religion. And there's been all this pedophilia in the no. in the, in the see, priesthood. No, that would be... We really need. He's really got to pull this out. All right, let's see what he has to say when he when sure. he. Oh, the final thing I'll mention about the Democratic National Convention. Natural. natural. <laughs> it's the organic convention. Give me another hams. Um, I can't remember who he was, but he's a religious guy, uh, very big. I can't remember who his name was. We'll Morlino. Later. He was asking his congregation to pray for rain because they did the whole thing today from a stadium so they were praying and he was to, a republican i don't yeah clearly wow but can you believe that he's using the power Wait, of his congregation seriously? to pray I because he wanted he wanted it to rain on the on the he wanted it to rain the democratic, on the democratic parade is that is that true really yeah i, I can't seriously? remember the dude's name and folks google it I, I can't remember the dude's name because he doesn't want what he, he's he's scared of having a black man, yeah, probably in the, in the, just in the, afraid of Democrats and having the whole I, I don't know change. Oh, healthcare is bad, folks. You don't want healthcare. You, you want to have to pay for it. Stop you whining. Deal with it. Wow. Too bad. Religion. I, well, okay. Religion. So wow. blah 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 blah. Religion. Powerful. What it, well, wow! We were, we're talking the choir, though. The people that would listen to this podcast hopefully are like probably have a little bit better of an idea about. But let's. We were talking a little bit about. I've dominated Zinu. the first part of this podcast, so I kind of want you to take over. But we were talking about uh, Scientology a little earlier, and I did a little research into it, and I've actually forgotten most of it. So you do it, man. Well, I got nothing to say. Educate it's, it's, me on the subject of Scientology. Well, all you have to do is go to, like, you just type it in and it'll lay out Did exactly. Did you go to uh, Xenu.net? Yeah, yeah. And then I went, there was like a, a little link on the bottom that said, here's the pamphlet that, like, kind of explains right. it all. And it talked about how Xenu is this. What do you want to talk about with Scientology? Do you care? Well, I mean, like, it, 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 it makes a good, it's a good metaphor for all religions, really, because, okay, so this Ron L. Hubbard guy, you know, L. 50 Hubbard. years ago, he was like, um, religion is, is well, no, that's not what he said. He said, um, it's, it's, it's better, it would be easy, okay, so <laughs> writing for a penny a word is ridiculous, I might as well, or it'd be better, I'd be better off. In inventing a religion, and I could make millions of dollars. Wait, wait he said that, or you? Yes, he, no, he no. This was a quote. Oh, okay. That was a quote okay. that he said, like in the 1950s or whatever. He said, "Do you have a resource that you can cite on that?" Ah, uh, type it in the internet. Okay. Quote. Okay. Yeah, I, I believe you. It, it, okay. So he basically invented this religion. I mean, and then he started getting tax benefits from it and whatnot, and. People started believing in it, and and oh, send a thousand dollars, and we'll right. send you the first level of indoctrination. I'm which, a level one Scientologist. Exactly, and now oh, you get this book, and it explains to you, you know, that if you have to follow the rules. And I, did I send you that list of rules? It's kind of similar to the you Ten did. Commandments. But there's you know. like twenty three of them. But okay, but they're all kind of they're all you know, be moral, don't kill people. They were actually blah, blah, blah. pretty good statements. Right, right. Although they were kind of contradictory. The one about you know. Always, always listen to the government. I'll never, never do anything illegal. Don't commit murder. But on the other hand, 
always listen to the government that that you that you belong to. So it's right. like if the government decides that oh the oil over there is worth more than the people over here, then we'll just kill them and we'll bomb the hell out of them and steal their oil. Well, okay, so you go over there with your tanks and guns and napalm and bomb the hell out of them and burn their kids to get their oil. Well, I, okay, is that not committing murder? Uh, right. But that's inherent also in the in the in the ten the commandments of the. You know uh, what but this the, country is based on. Believe are the God Ten Commandments uh, are those contradictory? Uh, I don't think it says anything about um, always. There's nothing about like, government. There's or nothing don't about do anything government. Ill- it says don't do anything illegal in the. That's not in the Ten Commandments. It's like right. thou shalt not kill. You kill. should right. You, you honor thy wife and husband. Yeah, don't covet your neighbor's don't covet ass. asses and. Don't right, right. All that cheap. kind of stuff. Something like that. I don't know. Don't eat meat on Fridays. I, I'm not. I'm not real big in religion though. But and uh, I think the reason that Scientology, like, all of a sudden became like an issue, and it was actually just today. I mean, it's well, kind yeah, of yeah. Where did the you, you brought this kind of up out of? Nowhere. No, you did actually. You did? yeah, you sent it to me. You were like, hey, Why research did I do this. That? <laughs> You're asking me. I, I said okay. I'm, I, folks, you're asking jump me. Jump on the Google and. Anyway, type in Scientology. Did I really bring the, that up? Yeah, well, that's weird. Oh, maybe you were looking for a topic. You said, "What should we talk about?" Tonight? I said, "Oh, look into this Scientology." I don't know. It's probably something I do. I, I, Anyways, fuck, I can't remember um, what I had for lunch today. As far as I'm concerned, uh, Scientology was is a religion that was kind of invented, as were all the other religions. Yes. They were just. I mean, they weren't maybe preconceived like Scientology was. Right, but that's what that, it's the same with uh, government. I mean, if you think about governments two, four, ten thousand years ago, what forms of government were there? Well, it was the priests. It was the people that had some power, and they said, "Wow, well now we're in power. We have to control these people somehow to to make it most efficient." We have twenty people that are like, you know, growing corn over here, and we have ten people that are going out hunting, and we have to figure out, you know, we have to. We, uh, and I, I am just kind of controlling this. I, I want to have a good living, so I'm gonna have to like take some of the some of the money they make. Oh, and then they invented money, actually. Right? Right, it was like right, right. so. This it was all fly by the seat of your pants. This whole um, political thing, this whole power struggle thing, as was religion when it was first invented, like thousands of years ago. It was like, oh, what do we do? Um, well, like Aztecs. Well, let's let's see. Uh, Let's we, we have to kill somebody because we the sacrifice is good and right, it right. kind of calls the herd. Um, quells and, the masses too. It quells the masses. It's a, it's a fear tactic. Right. Um, we we can control them this way. Blah blah blah. Oh, you know if if you don't you know give half of your grain to me, then then the god that speaks to me will say, well there'll be a drought or, and it, so well, it just kind of flew. Whatever happened, and but then they started realizing, well, wait a minute, now the people are getting kind of pissed off about that. They don't like that. Let's create a religion that that like is more for the people, by the people, kind of like a democracy, kind of like a like a, a political system of government, and that's where kind of Christianity came from. It was built on all these pagan religions that 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 kind of dealt with this this sacrifice, uh, all this kind of bullshit, this heavier bullshit that people were getting kind of sick of. Oh, and they kind of got all these converts because they made all the the, the special dates, the holidays, the festivals right. on the same dates that that, right. the, that the pagan right. ceremonies were on. But, well, but and and so Scientology comes along, uh-huh. and he he like this L. Ron Hubbard guy kind of boiled down all those ideas, and he was like, hmm, 
you know what? I could make a lot of money doing this. I could like pull yeah. people into into this new religion, and 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 he he like really flies in the face of of uh, of the of the traditional uh, Christian idealisms by saying. And now here's what is supposedly this is okay. You have the first level like we made fun of before, and then there's the second level after a couple of years, and then the third level, the highest level. It's like confidential, whatever. And right. if you search this on the internet, you, you find the, the, the doctrination of the third level after 20 years and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars have invested into this into this Scientology. You find out that this Xenu guy, Xenu, was like 75 million years ago. He I was am Xenu. Uh, an alien ruler that, that took over kind of by power. He was like kind of a dictator and he took over the the uh, the ownership or the or the control of uh, uh, who knows how many thousands of planets in this particular sector uh. okay and they had a lot of problems with overpopulation there was like hundreds of billions of people living on a couple of planets and there was just too many people and he was sick of it and he said all right you know what I'm gonna do I am gonna solve this problem I'm gonna solve this overpopulation problem and I don't know if okay now it gets into politics who knows exactly if he said well I'm gonna do this and this and this but it kind of reminds me of hitler like this is what hitler said oh there's too many people and well we're gonna get rid of some of them we're gonna we're gonna ship them off on dc-10s or spaceships that looks like dc-30s dc-8s dc-8s i don't remember okay and we're gonna ship them off to this little known backwater planet called earth we're gonna stack up all these people after we inject them with a with a mixture of alcohol and glycol which will basically not kill them but will render them you know uh immovable immobile and kind of in a stupor uh-huh. and we'll stack them up by all the volcanoes or a couple of right. volcanoes on earth and then we'll drop a couple of hydrogen bombs in there atomic bombs and it'll kill all these people and that'll solve our overpopulation problem well he but did this their souls or their souls, whatever their personalities their spirits their spirits escaped well they once their bodies died and this kind of ties back to our you know the separation of of spirituality and and the, the mind and the spiritual warehouse and the anyways um so they they started well no actually they didn't start doing that what 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 Zenu did after that supposedly was he gathered these souls up and he put them in large cinemas and he let them watch right. these movies about uh, a religion like Jesus and God and the devil right. and the Christian religion. Brainwashed So them. they brainwashed all these dead souls, like hundreds of millions, hundreds of billions of dead souls into believing that, they, that, they, that this Jesus and God thing was real. They started clustering together because there were so many of them, but there were so few people left that it needed like thousands of these souls, thetans, into a single human life. And like if you a, have a higher thetan count, you're supposed to be like higher on the Scientology charts, I think. Go ahead. I'd well, no, interject. actually, I think actually what they try to do is is you alleviate you alleviate all the thetans from your from your psyche from your from your personality from your body did you ever see the once you once you've completely obliterated all the thetans uh-huh. because because they're vying for control of your body right oh supposedly okay because you don't have control of your body wait, they whoa, are clouding your wait, vision wait. of reality what is my body is my my body is not uh, it's just a flesh golem. it's just a uh so it's a vessel it's a flesh golem okay 
Okay. But these Thetans, and you have a mind, you have a mind of your own, but it's overcome by uh, the thetans? power of these thousands of the- Therons. Thetans. 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 Spirits. Okay. These dead these dead people that were indoctrinated into the into the Christian idealisms. Okay. And so you cannot overcome that because they're too powerful. Supposedly the Scientology will rid you of all those Thetans and you can finally um, start controlling or something. You can control your own body with your own single spirit. And by and at that point if you if you can rid your body of all the thetans, you can manipulate matter. You can you can make stuff float around. You you can read minds. You can you can okay. travel on the astral plane. Ooh, Hello, body experiences. But right. let me let me let me interrupt for just a second. Did you ever see the South Park episode where they delved into this whole Scientology uh, I thing? I think I might have. I, I remember have seeing the the funny drawings of Tom Cruise. Right, I, I, I was. I probably they when I go saw into it, this I probably whole wasn't thing like, about yeah. thetan counts, and there's like a machine that'll test your thetans, but you gotta pay them like a hundred dollars or something to get the test. And they were making fun of it. Just they like were making else. fun of it, but I think that the Trapper were, Keeper episode. I, I don't remember that, but I think there was some facts buried in that episode that were funny, just because of their nature. I mean, what you're explaining to me is is ridiculous, right? But I mean, that's not to say that. Then it's again, how old. ridiculous is the Christian I religion? I was just going to go there. I don't. How much more ridiculous is that than the Christian religion? And I, I hope we're not fucking sending ourselves to purgatory here for talking like this. But now, fucking, fucking. Did you go to when you were fucking. a kid? How much church did you go to? Uh quite a bit. I played Jesus in a uh, in a in a youth, youth group. Uh, now the the Bible is based on. I never. I just had. I went for the pizza, and there was a girl named Nicole. Did you play a tree? Oh, was you it played Nicole? Jesus. No, it was. Uh, what was her name? I don't forgot her first name, but her last name was Knipple. And she was a tall Hello, blonde, and we would play volleyball. All right. I would. I was. Yeah, she spike was, down oh, those knipples. She had the knipples. Yeah, and I yeah, liked this, it. Though. We'd eat pizza, you know, and drink orange soda. <laughs> orange crush. soda. I didn't go to much church as a kid. I only went when grandparents were in town. And it's the green kids. one. She used to play the organ. Is this real buffalo fur? Yes, yes. But the famous Jeremy story. What I'm trying to get to is the Bible is based on a series of books that were discovered, invented. Something right because you got like, like Written. the 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 book of Job and the book of Billy Bob, the Mortimer, Thessalonians, and, uh, Corinthians. Right, right. But I mean, Genesis. It's, it's, it's a series of books that were Genesis. compiled to create the story Revelations. of God. Right? Am I right, or am I just making shit up now? Thessalonians. Yes, John. Mom, maybe. Hello, Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Are we in the same room talking, or are you just uh, what uh, the books? They were, right? They were books. Um, well, supposedly they were true life accounts of, of Jesus's life. Some of them were. Well, but I mean, the Bible starts way before Jesus is born. Does I it? know the Old that. Testament. Oh, the Old Testament. Ooh, well, God was the a New Testament. God was a mother. He laid down the shit. Wait, wait. Where in the Storyline. Uh, I don't mean to use that. Whatever. Read the Bible, man. Does then we can make fun the, of it in the Old Testament or the New Testament? Where does Jesus show up? 
I think it's the New Testament. Is the, 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 the Testament? Old Testament? God was a vengeful motherfucker. Right. But the Old he Testament, made peoples, and the people said, "Hey, I I don't want to be." They were like babies. Samson was hey, it. I can't eat the apple. Damn it! That's what I want. I want to eat the apple. See, originally Adam was a black man. <laughs> I want. I want to eat the apple. What the fuck? Come on, we could just eat a little bit of the apple, you know? And God said, "No." You, Jesus. God was God no. was black too. You know what? God was trying to keep us dumb. You want to know why he was trying to keep us dumb? The tree of knowledge. Because the apple yep. was on the tree of knowledge. Yep. And if you eat that apple, you yep. imbue yourself you're with dumb the knowledge. Sheep, which is exactly why George so Bush was so popular as a president. Dumb and happy. He in was the, God and he was trying to he was Eden. dumb and he was trying to keep the people dumb. What I always wanted to know was you have Adam Damn. and you have Adam and Eve, right? They're the first human Eve was created out of Adam's rib, right? Yeah. Okay. Why do they have belly buttons? I don't. Well, wait, wait. Did did, wait, did wait, they wait, have belly wait, wait, buttons? Wait, wait, wait. So they're kicked out of the Garden All of Eden. Kids are interbreeding. Well, yeah, yeah. Where did we all come from? Do we do we all? Oh yeah, meth, 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 Methuselah. Methuselah. They, they, and back then they lived like nine, ten thousand years, like nine hundred no, 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 years, a thousand years. They is, did. How is that explained in the Bible? I mean, we had. They just they they laid it right out. Read the Bible. They laid it right out. They said, and then so-and-so, by God, so-and-so. And he lived for 475 years. But how did it we come from Adam and Eve? Up. Huh? I don't... It says they had 20 kids. Can I, can I tell you my experience? And then with, they can, right. went out and they moved off across the land. And then they had all of a sudden... Can I tell you my woman? experience with the Bible? This is my experience with the Bible. I never read the Bible. My grandparents, who were... Who, my, my grandfather on my mom's side is a reverend. So to entice me into Ray? religion, not Ray, on my mom's side, you've never met him, uh, to entice me to get into religion, he bought me the picture Bible, which is basically a comic book version of the Bible. It's just as thick as the Bible, but everything is written. Do you still in- have it? I wish. Damn. I wish it, I would do scans of the thing and we could like read some. We, we could, could probably find it. Type it on eBay. We'll find <clears> it. But, um. My inter- my understand my recollection of this because I actually read, I would always read. I read it many times. I read from the the day the seven days all the way up until Samson, and then I got what bored. The seven days, and then I skip over to Jesus. Well, on day one, God. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Genesis. Right, Genesis. Okay. Right. So I'd read from Genesis to Exodus, Exodus, Leviticus, whatever. I don't fucking care. Now they're coming back to me. I would read from that to Samson. And then after Samson, I would get bored, and I'd skip to Jesus. And then I would read all the way through Jesus' life, and then I would get bored. And, and actually never saw how Genesis played out in the... Genesis is where everybody dies, right? Or is that... Genesis is where everybody's born. What's, Genesis is the what's, first book. What's the last... What are the final... Revelation? Revelation. Exodus? Yeah. I never saw how Revelations played out in the picture Bible because I just... Got bored after got Jesus. bored when everybody was dying? Well, Jesus died. Jesus was like, you know, it's like a comic book. Like, you got Superman. Like, if you have a Superman comic and Superman dies, the fuck are you going to read Superman for? So the Bible to me was like, Jesus, man. And as soon as Jesus died, or as soon as he was, you know, it was oh, great. He came time. back, right? He came. They put him in a cave. Yep, yep. And then he came back for a few days. And then Kind of like the flying spaghetti monster. Like that. And then you know Jesus is gone. What? What the? Who is my main character? Who is my? Who is the protagonist? Who am I going to root for now? My main character is gone. He's dead. And so I stopped. I. And what? What? How old were you? Ah, uh, six, seven. 
Are you reading comic books then? Or Fuck yeah. Picture by he he would fucking sit me on his lap and he'd, he'd read me, he'd show me the pictures, and he'd read it to me, and then I would read. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. So, but my understanding about this whole thing is the Garden of Eden, the snake, and all that sort of stuff. And then they got kicked out of Eden, and then I swear to God, the next page, there's villages all over the place with all these people. I'm like, in my little mind, my little six year old mind, I'm like, where did all these people come from? Did Adam and Eve... Ha- I mean, because they had, like, what, three sons or something, didn't they? Like, Cain, Abel, and... I don't know. Methuselah. <laughs> and then, like, know. so... W- did, did Cain have sex with Eve and then have, like, some mutant kid yeah, who yeah. had sex with... I right. Mean, like, what... Exactly. Why are we horribly disfigured people if we were yeah. begotten from Adam and his well, rib? I mean, then again, really then again look at the Bible Belt. Look at the Bible Belt. You can get, you you can get married at fourteen, and you can marry your brother and sister down there in Kentucky or whatever. It doesn't matter. I mean, the I Bible don't want to piss anybody you off, but you the know, Bible Belt. Everybody supposedly, if you follow religion, we're 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 all begotten from Adam and Eve. So, yes, you've got some goofy people in the Bible Belt, but you've also got us who are also goofy. <laughs> yeah, but, but I don't not, believe I don't believe the Bible verse for I verse. I don't eyes believe it's too far. You know, it's it's a it's a I nice story. It's a nice story, and it and it lays out some uh, some morals, and that's there as far as I take it. And there. I think a lot of people do take it with a couple grains of salt, and they say, you know but, what? Okay, they but, don't <laughs> interpret it directly. Now there is the Southern Baptists, or some there are certain sects of religions that. Completely, they they sure. totally interpret it a hundred percent. And well, there's a lot of people that use it for personal gain. A lot of well, there's of course in this capitalistic system, you use but anything for capital for, for you monetary have, gain, personal gain. Do you have faith in something? Do you ever talk to yourself? Uh, maybe that's not even a good definition. But do you ever like? I have faith in the human mind. And whatever the human mind can believe, then that will be true. If you believe in Scientology, if you believe in a purple dinosaur that's in your closet, nobody else, it's, if you believe it's strong enough, there's a purple dinosaur. Because you know what? Your, I don't mind, that. your mind can create your own reality. I think because your mind, your, your body, your, your eyes, and, your, like and whatever it is, is nothing but an interpretation of what what the senses that come into your brain are 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 interpreted as. So whatever uh, yeah, you believe but if to you be start true telling is me true. that there's a purple monster that's, in your okay, closet. That's right. That's where that's where it breaks down, okay? Is when if I believe something very strongly and it's true for me, that's fine. But now when I start trying to force my beliefs on somebody else, on you or our listenership, that's where it breaks down. Yeah, but what if, if you what can if you're... fool those people, if you can confuse those people enough to, to take your beliefs on board their uh, own interpretation of reality. What if you're really scared of the purple dinosaur in your closet and you tell me, you're like, Jeremy, you have got to come over to my no, house. No, that's exactly what I'm just saying. There's though. a purple dinosaur. In no. my, you're not trying to get me to believe you're just fucking frightened because there's a purple dinosaur in your closet and you want me to come over and beat the shit out of it because then you can't sleep that's, at night that's that's an issue for psychoanalysis okay but okay. and that was just a metaphor for, for religion now if now back you know 2000 years ago when when 
the human race was ready just like we were ready 30 years ago for a band like the Beatles or for right now we're ready for a change like Barack Obama in the political scene to, to move yeah, yeah. America forward and to get back on top. 2,000 years ago, the human race was ready for somebody like Jesus to start talking about bullshit or not bullshit, but like start talking about things that sounded like bullshit, but yet made a lot of sense to people. And he talk to these people and he said you know what these roman motherfuckers have been holding you back pushing you down like living high on the hog while you're working your asses to the bone Mm -hmm. it's about equality it's about it's about it's about the women's right to vote it's about black people allowed into the into the senate it's about it's about slavery it's about freedom i understand that's exactly what jesus was talking about. i understand and so all of a sudden it caught on like wildfire and the people started believing it and it became a a reality in in a multitude of people's minds i want to revisit a point that you just made you just said like if you believe there's a purple dinosaur in your closet, that's cool. You know, don't try to force your beliefs on me. Okay, I want to just I want to start there. Okay. Now, what I and I I feel the same way about about that point. But now, what if I were to tell you that I believe strongly that wind power and solar power are energies that we should be experimenting with to try to get off of oil. And I believe this so much because I don't want to see our foreign dependence on oil become so strong. And I say, Eric, let's you and me, let's talk to some people. Let's get a rally together. Let's let's educate these people. Let's talk to these people and show them the benefits of wind power and of solar and of switchgrass or whatever, right? Does that sound unreasonable? My well, point is, my point is, I don't mean to cut you off. My point is, is that I think that a lot of people who are religious have those same feelings. There's a Jesus. There's a God. And if you follow the commandments, and if you do right, and if you do all these things that are in the Bible, you're going to go to heaven. And I want you to know that. And I want you to do these things because I want you to go to heaven. I want you and me to ascend when Revelations comes around. And I believe this so strongly that I'm going to tell everybody. Yep. I don't want to hold this into myself. Same thing with the purple dinosaur. There's a fucking purple dinosaur in my goddamn closet, and it's going to come out, and it's going to fucking rip shot all over this neighborhood, and i got to go tell my neighbors, or they're going to get their houses destroyed. And I don't want that because I like my neighbors. Okay. Go. Absolutely correct. The difference there. Now, you made you made, I made three, three points. You made three <laughs> points. Okay. Sorry. The difference is one of those points is completely provable. And that's the one about the wind power and the solar power. Not to some people. No, if you work, if you work at it, if you go and you know something about it, if you go to school and you learn about electronics and you learn about electricity and how to generate it from the sun and you figure out and you talk to some people that that know about engineering and they can engineer a a solar panel that's going to be efficient and you talk to people that are building these wind windmills that are going to generate electricity that are that that's cheaper than than oil and it just it runs by itself and it's and it's low maintenance and it this that's the difference that's the difference because it's it's a provable reality but i can prove whereas, to you whereas, that jesus exists if you'll just no. follow the commandments and when we die no i will show you no. the way no to the pearly you cannot gates. no well just because you believe mind. it exists does not no no, that's ridiculous. But you just said that if you believe that there's a purple dinosaur, hey, that's cool, man. 
that's within a, in an individual person's mind. But if you can, if you can prove, you can, you can prove the fact, the, the wind power. Yes, yes. You can build I, it, I, I and it can, you, it can I, come I to fruition. But I, I think that the, the, a lot the, of the people whole feel thing that too, they can and prove. And this is, this has been, this is what I debunk the heaven thing about. It's, it's fear about well, death. Yes. And the yeah, unknown. Well, yeah, we podcasted about that. A now, if ago. you can fool somebody into thinking, you know what, what I'm saying is true, because if you, you are scared of death. You are scared of death. Don't tell me you're not. Me? Every single human being on this planet, all eight million of them, all eight we billion of them, we podcasted about this already. They're scared of death, and so if you tell them, you know what, you believe in what I believe in, you'll not. You're never. You're gonna not die. gonna die. You're you gonna go to heaven, you're gonna you're live on in a different sort of existence, and it'll be beautiful people, and heavenly. You'll people sit on glam onto and that, and they're like, okay, yep. I'm into that. Wind power. So what? We're gonna die. This existence is gonna be over. It's not that big of a deal for us. We'll carry. We'll we'll go to heaven, and that's more important to them, right? But it's still people that are a little more grounded in reality and and question a little bit more are are more grounded in hey, let's let's worry about our you know the our future of our children and this in this planet Earth, and let's think about using. These these different alternative energies, I don't know, I don't know. How, okay, so we're 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 running out of podcast. How do we fundamentally? What do we pundits? Pundits. We should have pundits about religion. There pundits? should be religious pundits. What's okay now? The Pope. What he really needs to do is talk about wind power, because that will bring the people back into the. Into the Christian we fold, should have the, the Pope pundit-size. You know, like the Sunday morning. Uh, you know, I think that what Barack should really no, no, say. No, 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 no. He should wait, talk wait. about the religion. He should say, I love, he should kiss the ring. He, he come and kiss the, the ring. ring. All the people that would vote for and him. Everybody the get people the love the black people. We love the black The Romans, they never had no slave. Not the black slave. We had the Egyptians. They, they were kind of wait, brown. Wait. Little brown. Not, wait, they, wait, they, wait, were the, they were the black, though. You know, so... We're oh, good. We're good people. The Pope and the Roman peoples, we're good. You know, and German Pope is a rat singer, man. Have motherfucker, the, you know those Sunday morning shows where they do, like, the Sunday morning sermons on television? What we should have... 24 hours a day, they have them. We should have... Right, right. Those, like, the ETN network or whatever. We should have the... Channel 38. We should have the Pope in the corner. And then the, the, the little sermon guy will do his whole thing, and then the Pope can come along and be like, well, I think in his speech, what he really meant was that, uh, you know, equality is good. You know, I... I think he didn't really convey his point very well, but I think his intentions were all in the right place. Yeah? I will turn it over to you. Bob, Bob, what do you think? Yeah, well, you know, I uh, got a couple thousand dollars riding on this uh, horse race. Uh, I think we should switch over to the other channel because uh, I, I got to pay my bills. You know, my kids, they're, going to, they're trying to go to school over there in France. They want to okay, be artists. Well, well, Bob is going to hell. <laughs> the Pop, he is a nut. Well, anyways, I don't know. Yeah, um, that's, that's that's under you know that's under some scrutiny over there, Pope. Uh, you know, cause can you really prove that there's a hell? I mean, uh, have you been there? Have you talked to him? Uh, you got some pictures or something? I don't know. You know I'm, I'm I'm you know I'm doesn't, sitting here. Wait, wait, wait. Doesn't the Pope talk to God? He's supposedly the vessel. The vessel of yeah, God. He's like so the, the voice of God. If anybody knows whether or not there's a heaven and hell. Well, of course he's. Well, it, and what do you think Pope, about. Right? If you talk to. Pope, now come on. Honestly. <laughs> if you really. Do you really talk to God or not? 
I, well, that's interesting. I got question. to. I got to level with you. Uh, I. Uh, I'm I, making I, it up. I, I've been. I've been trying. I go up on the hill and I put the hands together and. I got no signal. You know, I only I got three bars over here. I uh, build a bigger mountain. I got Verizon. You know, I, I. It's not everywhere. You know, I'm trying to get the AT and T plan, but you know, it's Rome. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Uh, what? What? Uh, yeah. Well. Hey, life is good. Though, basically. Basically. We're just on this ball of dirt, spinning around. It's it's all fundamentally interconnected. Really, really you know, spirituality is is a crazy don't thing. Don't feel though, you know? like we made any headway this week. <laughs> no, we, we didn't really get anywhere, did we? We just babbled. Wow. All right. Well, this will be interesting on playback. So uh, next week we're gonna have our guest Zenu. He'll be in the house. Zenu. Sweet. Can you give us a preview of what you're gonna talk about? I will talk about the future of my race. How come your spaceships look like DC-8s? It was the most aerodynamic building. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Zenu has left the building. All right, well, I really feel bad leaving this podcast this way, but I, I guess we have to. Yeah. So, uh, there it is. This has been the fundamental interconnectedness of all things. Yes, with your host. Did we even introduce ourselves? I don't think we did. Fuck. I'm Jeremy. I'm Eric. And that was that was that it. was it. That's we're we don't uh, don't believe in any religions that don't pay you. <laughs> <laughs> Always take donations, right? I Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the right side of life I'll never make that money back. Oh.